Welcome in everybody. This is your boy Groobs. Today it will just be me. Um, some news. Cam has a little bit of, of the vid. So it will just be me today. Uh, I know a lot of people probably have this going around right now. Uh, I knew somebody in my family had it. I thought I had it for a couple days. Um, finally tested negative yesterday. So good for that. But we're here. We're going to talk some football. We're going to talk a little New Year's, and you know what? We're just going to roll right into this thing. So welcome in, guys. If you're live with us, thank you for joining. Um, again, this is your boy, Groobs. Welcome into BD Radio. This is episode 93, I believe. I want to say 93. We're getting close to that 100 mark, so that's huge for us. Um, thanks for joining in. Leave comments. Ask questions. We're going to get into this thing right away. Uh, first things first, what a year it has been. I know for me personally, it's been... Very up and down is the safest way to say that. Um, a lot of stuff has happened. It's been more down than up. But, hey, we're we're going to go into 22 with a where the head's held up, and we're going to march forward. Uh, if you've had a bad year, I feel that. So we're going to get through this shit together, and we're going to we're gonna keep powering through. All right? So that's what we're going to leave that at that, and we're going we're gonna to move forward here. Um, for today... Really? We're just going to talk some football. I mean, shocker, but that's what we do here. So we're going to talk some football. Um, we'll start with some news that came out from the CDC as well as some other things in the NFL. Um, the CDC came out this week and stated that the five, that the 10-day quarantine rule for vaccinated people has been changed to five days. So if you test positive and you're vaccinated, now you only have to now you only have to quarantine for five days. Why is this important? Well, it's great for Joe Schmo, me and you, but at the same time, it's great for football players as well as any other sport, NHL, NBA, because now they can change their rules, which they have, to not have guys sit out. I mean, you you look at guys like Ian Book having to play for the Saints. That was just it was no good. Let's be honest. It was just no good. So you, you don't like seeing that. You don't like seeing 20 guys for the Lions sitting out. It's it's just not good. It's not good for the brand. It's not good for the sports. It's not good for us. So um, especially now with this thing being pretty mild. So I, I think this was the right call, and I'm glad that it's happening because, hey, now we get better product on the field, and the teams get what they want. So I'm not going to complain about that. We're going to. I'm glad that we're getting this. And it helps because, I mean, look at all these bowl games that have been canceled here in the last few days, last week, really. Um, if this rule would have been in place, A&M's probably playing. You know, that's it's kind of ridiculous that they, they're not playing. But um, <laughs> somebody tried to say, I saw on the board that somebody said that um, A&M maybe faked their test because they didn't want to get whooped by Wake Forest, which is a wild accusation because A&M was going to, probably walk all over Wake Forest because Wake Forest can't play defense to save their lives. Um, that would have been an interesting game. But, again, this five-day rule, this change, is huge for sports. It's great all around. I mean, it's still kind of crazy that we're here, but um, two years later, but it, it is what it is. So we, just, we, we take what we can get. And five days is much better than ten days where you were having guys. Like, look at Carson Wentz here, for example. He's, he popped uh, positive on Monday. And now he could potentially be playing on Sunday. That's huge. I wasn't happening the week before. Ian Book had a start for the Saints this past weekend because of it. Uh, now, now that's not the case. So moving forward, this is huge. We love to see it. Um, 
hopefully this time next year we're not having to really worry about it because a lot of people are starting to come around to the senses of this is just similar to the flu and this is just how we're going to have to deal with it and just keep moving forward. Um, it, it is great, but it, Trent, you just pointed out that Oregon missed a lot of guys with uh, Oregon did. So, again, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. I'm glad that we're changing to five days. But something, something that's happened a lot this bowl season that we're seeing, and to Clemson's credit, they didn't have this, is a lot of the opt-outs. Um, Clemson came through and didn't have as many. Uh, it's it's still something we're still kind of fresh and having to deal with, but it's 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 interesting, especially when you have teams like Oregon and Oklahoma who are going through coaching changes too. Um, if they they're able to have guys not sit out, that's huge. But in today's game, it is what it is. Just kind of roll with it, and you, you got to expect it. Look at Peach Bowl tomorrow. Um, is it tomorrow or, or Saturday? Either or. Uh, yeah, it's the first. My bad. Look at the Peach Bowl. I mean, you have Kenneth Walker sitting out, who's by and far Michigan State's best offensive weapon. He's sitting out. And then you got Kenny Pickett, who is Pittsburgh's by and far best player, and plus a multitude of players on their on defense that are sitting out as well. Um, it's it's a new era. It's hard to bet on. But I can tell you one thing that I've noticed outside of just the opt-outs. No teams are playing defense. I talked about this last week. Nobody's playing defense. I mean, look at the Tennessee-Purdue game that's going on right now. Nobody can play defense. So I think a lot of this has to do with the the opt-outs because Purdue, there's a prime example. They're having to play a safety at corner currently, and he's getting burned up and down the field against Tennessee. Now, now Tennessee, I mean, to their credit, that first quarter they were on fire. I don't currently have the score up. I'll probably pull it up right now. But um, last I checked, it was 28-23. But Hendon Hooker, he was looking very, very good. And then in the second quarter, went very, very cold. Um, I don't know what happened. But, again, because of opt-outs, he had more favorable matchups out there on the outside. And he took advantage of it. So, opt-outs, they, they present opportunities for younger guys, which is not a bad thing. Um, and it prevents guys from getting hurt. But look at Sam Howell. He decided to play today because he said it wasn't even in question that he wasn't going to finish this thing out. To his credit, didn't play that great. But, hey, that's what happens when you play Shane Beamer in South Carolina. <laughs> um, anyways, it's just, it's again, it's crazy to think, but you don't blame these guys for making that decision. Um, if I was in that position to be making millions of dollars, Probably might be making the same thing. Um, a little update on that Purdue-Tennessee game. The over is definitely going to hit. It's 30-28. to 28. Like I said, nobody plays defense, especially those two teams. Um, and it's just track meet. Something I, I, I love when I watch a Tennessee game is when announcers point out how fast they go, like it's some new anomaly and that nobody else does it. It's been happening for the last 10 years, Okay. The last 10 years, teams have been going, hurry up, and they get the ball off in 12, 13 seconds after the play-ins. Like, that happens. That's been going on for a while. Let's just not keep piping this up like it's something that's something new, all right? But it is what it is. Um, let's let's look through the NFL real quick. We'll go through that. Let's look at last week. Let's do a little recap. Um, first thing first, getting into the NFL, 
just want to say our RIP to an absolute legend who probably shaped a lot of younger generation, my generation at least, our probably perspective on the game a little bit and how it's called. And you never got to see him coach, but you, you at least got to hear him call a few games if you're my age or a little bit older. And that's John Madden. He passed away at 85 this past week. Um, and, and all you've heard is incredible stories about how he revolutionized the uh, broadcasting. Not just that, he was an incredible coach, went up against some incredible teams and probably could have won a few more games if he wasn't going up against the incredible teams that he was going against, like the, the Dolphins back in the day and the uh, the Bills but and the Steelers. So he, he had to go through those teams, and he probably could have gotten him a couple more Super Bowls if he didn't have to go through those. But it's just like when teams have to go through Brady looking at you, the Colts. But... <clears throat> Yeah, RIP to an absolute legend. John Madden, I mean, you revolutionized the video game industry by coming out with John Madden. Um, I, I heard a story on the radio, I think it was yesterday, where apparently when they approached Madden with the idea for the video game, he asked, is it going to be 11 on 11? They said, no, it's going to be 7 on 7. He said, I'm not doing it, I'm not endorsing it until it's 11 on 11 and it's actual real football. So... Thank God for that, because out of Madden NFL came NCAA football, which, to be honest, is a much better game. Don't know why. The mechanics were always better in those games compared to Madden. Just every single time they were. They were just way more fun to play. But because of Madden saying we're getting 11 on 11, that's what we got, and that's where we are today. And just RIP to absolute legend um the game's better for having him in it rather than not and we wouldn't have broadcasting the way we do without him so thank god for him <laughs> him chopping a turducken in half and live on air in half with his hand was just an absolute legendary moment so miss you john thank you for everything you did for the game and for us as viewers and fans at home you are much appreciated um, let's look over last week's games, see if there's anything we really want to talk about real quick. Um, we'll talk about Thursday game real quick. Titans, Niners, not much in that one. Surprised that the Titans won this game, to be honest with you. They hadn't been playing that great compared to what the 49ers have been. Now, Jimmy G ended up getting hurt. May potentially play this week. We'll see. Hurt his thumb, but that's that's an interesting one there. But Titans pull up, pull it out, get the three-point three, three point victory. Good for them. They're probably going to win that division and keep it moving depending on what the Colts can do. Next, the Browns and the Packers. What a close game this was. Uh, I really thought the Packers were going to run away with this one in the, in the second quarter, but credit to the Browns. They, they fought, they fought, they made it closer than I thought it was going to be. I think that spread was pretty big and they kept it close two point game. Brown's probably out of it this year. May be thinking about a change with their quarterback with Mayfield, but I don't know. Uh, the Colts versus the Cardinals Saturday night game. What a great game this was. Uh, Colts come out with the big win there. Cardinals since playing that game against the, uh, the Rams, they just haven't been right. I don't know what it is. This team, they are so up and down. I don't know what to think, think of them. But the Colts, they're playing some dang good football right now. I won't be shocked if they're in the playoffs in one way or the no another as a wild card team or if they somehow win this division. They can win the whole thing. 
It's not – they have a great defense. It all depends on Wentz, though, which is pretty tough to think about. But if he can put it together and keep playing good football, they can take they can make a run at it. I, I won't be shocked by that at all. Uh, next, you had the Falcons beating the Lions. Let's be honest, not too shocked in that one. Should have been probably a bit, a little bit bigger. But, hey, credit to the Falcons for being close to 500. That's better than I thought they were going to be. Bengals with a big win over the Ravens, 41-21. to Joe Burrow with a record-setting day. 525 passing yards for four touchdowns. Just whew, franchise record-breaking 525-yard performance. Just incredible. The Bengals did not think they'd be this good this year. Um, I still thought they needed some pieces, especially along the offensive line, to protect Burrow a little bit better, but... Wow, they have put it together, and they probably the best team in the AFC North currently. With the Steelers reeling a little bit, Ravens, they just beat the crap out of. Hey, look out for the Bengals. Uh, Rams get a good win against the Vikings. Vikings, tough team this year. Um, they never play like a, they never get blown out. They always play a close game. Um, Rams get a seven-point victory there. Nothing too crazy. Do think Stafford's going to have to pick it up a little bit. Uh, he got some help with Sony running for 131, but he's gonna have to he's gonna have to pick it up if they were gonna want to make a run at this thing, especially going up against the the Packers. That's the that's the team right now. That is the team. Uh, probably the biggest game of the weekend, in my opinion, was the Bills Patriots and the Bills with a massive massive victory over the Patriots. I mean, this game was completely different than it was against the uh, two weeks, two or three weeks ago, where it was that crazy windy game where nobody could throw Mac Jones through three passes maybe and the rest was just rushing yards galore um completely different game they dominated from whistle to whistle and Josh Allen I mean he looked good he looked good he looked like Josh Allen that we've come to know and come to expect the last two seasons uh Jets Jaguars 26 21 who gives a shit let's be honest Eagles 34 to 10 over Jake Fromm and the Giants uh Let's be honest, the Eagles are slick, a dark horse team right now. Um, they don't throw the ball exceptionally well by any means, but they don't have to when they run the ball the way they do. Um, with Jalen and Miles Sanders, they can do whatever they want when it comes to running the ball. They just play hard-nosed football, and the defense is stepping up. I know this, this was against the Giants, but still, they've played a good brand of football the last few weeks. They keep it going, get this, get themselves in the playoffs. They can, they can be tough for a first round. I can see that. Uh, Bucks Panthers, 32-6. to six, Not shocked here. Uh, news coming out this week that Sam Darnold will get be will be getting the start over uh, Cam Newton, who, since his return, has been 0-5. 0-5. Let that sit in. Not, yeah. This was not a shocking outcome here. Brady gets his guy, AB back, and they just do their thing. Um, it's still interesting to see how they're going to keep rolling without Fournette for a little bit, Evans for a little bit, Godwin for the rest of the year. Uh, that'll be interesting. Chargers with a massive upset by the Texans. Texans 41, Chargers 29. I can't get a gauge for the Chargers. They're so up and down. You never know what's going to happen. Let's be honest. You never know what Herbert's going to go out there and do. Didn't look like he had a bad day. Threw for 336 and a tud, but... They, that defense just could not stop them. 
Bears with a big win over Seattle. I mean, they're two terrible teams, but, hey, the Bears got a win, so good for them. Nick Foles actually got the start. Again, this is due to COVID, so it's what it is, 25-24. How bad has Seattle became this year? Ugh, I don't know. Uh, I kind of alluded to this one earlier. Chiefs-Steelers, 36-10. to 10. Chiefs, I, I think we've all come to understand that Chiefs have they figured it out. They flipped the switch, and they're good to go now. They are who we thought they were going to be. They're probably the best team in the AFC currently. That's not a stretch by any means. I mean, they're playing really good football. Now, the Steelers, on the other hand, and this is kind of news coming out today, Ben Roethlisberger is coming out saying that this is probably his last week playing in Heinz Field in Pittsburgh. And if you watched this game against the Chiefs last week, you understand why. Um, it's about time he hangs it up. The dude just barely move he can barely throw uh I just it's not good uh Raiders Broncos Raiders with a good win 17 to 13 uh Derek Carr and the team just keep rolling they got a tough matchup with the Colts this week be interested to see I I want to lean I want to take the Raiders because of John Madden of course right legendary coach for them for however many years but it's still the Colts Colts playing very good football and the Raiders hey Basacha's got them boys playing so Good for them. Good for them. Glad for Derek Carr. I actually like Derek Carr. A lot of people don't, but they're just a solid football team that gets the thing done. Uh, this one, probably not a shock, but I think to some it might be based off the brand of football they've been playing the last few weeks. Cowboys with a massive blowout victory over Washington, 56-14. to Look, Washington just ain't good, so that's just that. The Cowboys, I mean, we'll see if they can put it together again this week. But they they if they have figured it out. Watch out because that team is damn good. They are very talented, very very talented. Now are they better than Green Bay? I don't know. It's Aaron Rodgers versus Dak. Give me Aaron Rodgers all day. Um, Dolphins with a big win over the Saints again. Ian Book played this game. Dolphins didn't do anything exceptionally great, but hey, they've won seven in a row for them. Starting off the season one and seven, now they're eight and seven. That's just crazy to think about. Good for Tua. I mean, he, again, they didn't do anything crazy, uh, but hey, they got the victory, and that's all you got to do: get the win and keep it moving. Let's look and see what we got this week, and then we'll we'll move on to college and get it right into bowl season, which is what I know everybody wants me to hear or wants me to talk about. Uh, you got Falcons Bills. Let's be honest, Bills are probably going to win this one. It's spread is 14 and a half, over under is 44. Look at the over in that one. I like kind of like that there. I'm not going to lie. Kind of like that. Uh, then you got Giants, Bears. That's just a stay away game. That's just a no. Chiefs, Bengals. Again, look at the over here. This one's at 51. Kansas City, minus five, which is about right. But if anything's shown us anything, Cincinnati can score points. And the Chiefs' defense is, I mean, they've gotten better over the past few weeks, but it's still the Chiefs' defense. Joe Burrow might light them boys up. So uh, over at 51, uh, that's worth a look there. Titans, Dolphins. Titans minus 3.5 over under is 39.5. Conventional wisdom says take the Titans here, right? But 3 plus the hook, that's kind of tough, especially with the Dolphins. Um, probably roll with Tennessee there. 
Uh, Over-unders 39.5 for those who would like to know. Uh, alluded to this game earlier, Raiders-Colts. Indy minus 6.5, over-under 44.5. Uh, I like the Colts. I do. They they just have a great team right now. They play good defense. They run the ball exceptionally well with the best running back in the league currently in Jonathan Taylor. I know the Raiders are playing good, but look, they got to run through the Colts, and I like what the Colts are doing right now. Jags, Patriots, skip this one, minus 16. New England, that's just that's just take it to the bank. Bucks, Jets, same kind of deal. Bucks, minus 13, take that to the bank. Eagles, Washington. Eagles, minus three. I'm surprised this is not higher. I like the Eagles there a lot. Washington's not very good. Eagles have been playing good football. They play a hard-nosed trench warfare defense. Give me the Eagles. Rams, Ravens, Rams minus four and a half. Lamar has practiced this week for those in fantasy matchups like myself. Um, he has, He's still recovering from that ankle injury. I, I like the Rams here. Ravens coming off that big loss. It's bounce back week, and they have a lot to play for for the playoffs, but still I think the Rams want to seal that, seal that division up, get a win here. They might, that probably does it. Um, the Cardinals are 10-5, and five and that's who's behind them. So if they can get a win here, feel, I feel like they feel pretty good about locking that up, so they have a lot to play for as well. So give me the Rams minus 4.5 there. Uh, Broncos, Chargers, minus 6.5 Chargers. Over-under is 45.5. I stay away from this one because I couldn't tell you what's going to happen. I want to tell you that Herbert's going to go out there and light Fangio and them boys up, but at the same time, I, I don't know. You never know what the Chargers. Texans, Niners, San Francisco, Minus 12 and a half over under 44. Uh, pretty easy. Take the 49ers. Cardinals, Cowboys. Interesting line here. Uh, Dallas minus six over under 51. Probably look at the over there. But I had to pick. And then Dallas. Again, Dallas, if they play like they did last week, it's going to be hard to beat them. I don't. And the Cardinals aren't playing that great of football here. So go with the hot hand. Rolling with Dallas there. Panthers, Saints. Stay away from, don't even pick it, just don't. Lions, Seahawks, fade, always fade the Lions, but this would not shock me if this was a game that the Lions actually won. Um, Vikings, Packers, minus seven Green Bay, over under 46 and a half. This is interesting because I think the last time they played, it was a close game. I'll pull it up real quick. Last time they played, the Green Bay actually lost. So they lost 34-31. to 31. Um, Probably might take that plus seven. Uh, Green Bay, for as good as they've been, they play a lot of close games. They haven't blown out too many teams, so that might be a good look there. Take the plus seven. Uh, Minnesota, don't have a whole lot to play for here, but still, um, they play really tight games. They lo- they've lost a lot, but they don't lose by a large margin. I'd love to see their margin of, of loss on that one. Uh, Browns Steelers take the Browns take the Browns I'm I'm torn actually yeah take the Browns I was gonna say Big Ben at home one last time ah yeah take the Browns all right that's it for the NFL I'm over to the NFL don't really care anymore let's get on to the bread and butter of what this podcast is about uh quick update if you are watching this and you care, Tennessee up 
one against Purdue. Just so everybody knows, that spread was minus six coming into the game. Minus six or minus seven and a half is what I actually think it got up to. I got it at six. So uh, over-under was 66. So that looks like it's going to hit. Um, Tennessee currently has the ball. Uh, let's look at the rest of the bowl schedule. Let's see. Get there. All right, next, we, me and Cam already kind of picked these, I think, last week. Maybe not. Uh, earlier today, you had South Carolina upset North Carolina. I say upset, but North Carolina this year, such a letdown. Such a letdown. Um, they, if I took them, because South Carolina just hasn't been good. They got blown out by Clemson, so I kind of expect the same thing here. But I know no, I knew North Carolina doesn't play defense, so hedge that with the over, of course. Um, North Carolina, man, I, I don't get it. I don't know why. Sam Howell, don't really see him as a first-round quarterback. Some do. Uh, that it, I just don't see it, if we're being honest. I really don't. Uh, but a good win for Beamer. Uh, weird thing that they did today. And they did did something weird last night too, but the winning coach, so Shane Beamer, got dunked, or got mayo dumped on him because they were in the Duke's Mayo Bowl. Uh, we saw something kind of similar to this when Georgia played Clemson in the Mayo Duke's Mayo kickoff game or whatever you want to call it. Uh, you had the fan dumping mayo all over him, and I guess they saw that and were like, "Oh, this was a big hit, so we're gonna make this a thing." It was weird. Simply put, it was weird. I don't understand it. Just, I don't. I, I don't get why Shane Beamer clearly didn't want to do it, but kind of hilarious that he did. Um, but, yeah, so good win for South Carolina. First SEC team to get on the board for a win. Um, SEC was 0-4 going into that game. So thank you, South Carolina, for getting us on the board. Hopefully, Tennessee can pull this out. Um, I seem to think that they can. Hooker, again, has been playing good, but at the same time, this offense has just stalled out this past two quarters. They didn't score a single point in the second quarter. Um, another matchup, I kind of alluded to it earlier, is the Pittsburgh-Michigan State game. Kenny Pickett and Kenneth Walker Jr. the third are not playing in this game. And those are the biggest playmakers in this game for both teams. Uh, it's hard to bet. It's just kind of eh. Same with the Wisconsin West Arizona State game. It's kind of bleh. But uh, with, when you have opt-outs and you have COVID involved, uh, you take the team with the least amount of opt-outs and the team that can play better defense. So I'm taking Mississippi, or Michigan State here. Um, that's just my, my thoughts. Pittsburgh has more opt-outs at more key roles. So give me Michigan State. Be interesting to see if they can do anything and if Pittsburgh's backup quarterback can take advantage of the worst pass defense in the country in Michigan State. It's kind of wild. And Mel Tucker has the worst pass defense in the country, if you ask me. Guy was a DB coach. It's kind of wild. Uh, West Wisconsin, Arizona State. I have West, uh, Wisconsin here. Uh, I got it. I think I got around like six, six and a half earlier. But I like Wisconsin better than Arizona State. Same kind of logic. Uh, but Arizona State, a lot of their best players are not playing. Uh, it's just simple. Take the team with the least amount of opt-outs at this point. Wisconsin, I know it's it's ugly. It's ugly because they just can't score points. But that's a big spread for them. 
but they play a good brand of football. They were playing good, good football up until the end of the season, which got Iowa in to the Big Ten and Michigan embarrassed them, but eh, is what it is. So let's go on to tomorrow, which tomorrow is the big day, right? Tomorrow is the big day. So we start the day off with the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl, which this was supposed to be Wake Forest A&M. Oh, boy. That's not what we got. We got Wake Forest Rutgers. Five and seven Rutgers is in a bowl, guys. Woo! Mediocrity at its best. You love to see it. The Fighting Shianos are in a bowl game. Uh, this is very simple, guys. Take Wake Forest, whatever you can get it at. Rutgers ain't no good. Wake Forest is much better than them. Now, Wake Forest can't play defense to save their lives, but let me tell you, Sam Hartman can throw the crap out of a football. So take Wake Forest. Don't even think about this. It's at 11 a.m. in the morning. You don't even have to watch it, all right? Uh, the next game, this is another one that kind of was a cancellation mix-up. Washington State, uh, Central Michigan, in the Tony to the Tiger Sumble. Yeah, Tony the Tiger, Sumble. You'll love to see it. Imagine winning that trophy. I won the Tony the Tiger Sumble. Uh, Washington State, Central Michigan. I don't know. I The Lions, Washington State, minus seven, over under 57 and a half. I mean, to be honest with you, nobody plays defense. I'll probably take the over just for shits and gigs. I have nothing. I don't know anything about Central Michigan. I didn't watch a single game. Haven't looked at anything this year, so I couldn't tell you anything there. Um, I know Washington State doesn't have a coach currently, so if you want to take that, Washington State, I think they beat Washington this year. I'm not sure, to be honest with you. Just maybe take the over for fun. All right, let's get into the big games, guys. The big ones. Oh, boy. First game of the playoffs. We've got Cincinnati, Alabama. This one's pretty pretty easy to pick, to be honest with you. Um, but we're going to do some analysis on it. So we're picking between two teams that pretty much underperformed all year compared to what they should have been doing. I mean, let's be honest, Alabama played some games where they were very beatable. Cincinnati scraped through some games. Let's very close games. I mean, let's look at that Navy game. But here they are. Alabama's number one because, of course, Cincinnati, they finally got in. The first group of five team to get in. I don't think anybody should be mad about that. Now, the first quarter is going to determine this game because Cincinnati has some dang good DBs. It's going to be interesting to see what they do against J-Mo. If they can jam up Jamison Williams and just put two over top of him because Mechie's out. Robinson is back, so that kind of plays into it a little bit. I won't be shocked to see Alabama go ground and pound here, but let's not act like they don't have another guy behind Mechie. They got JoJo Earl. They got Hall. They got Billingsley. They got all these guys out there. They got Slay Bolden. So they got guys. Let's be honest. They got guys. So it just kind of depends. If I was Cincinnati, I'd play more man. But 
I don't know exactly what they run. Uh, for Cincinnati to have success, they have to slow down that that passing attack. Bryce Young is so dang efficient. I mean, there's a reason he won the Heisman. There's a dang reason he won the Heisman. And if Cincinnati on the offensive side, Desmond Ritter is going to have to match Bryce Young in efficiency the entire game. Not saying but scores, but in, in efficiency, he's going to have to match him. And Jared, Jer, Jer, Jared Ford, Jerome Ford, um, their running back, Cincinnati's running back, is going to have to be able to do something. Um, he's going to have to alleviate Ritter because that Alabama defense, is it's good. It's very good. Will Anderson's probably going to eat their lunch all day, let's be honest. He's probably going to manhandle Cincinnati's front four or front five. Um, that, that D-line's nasty. Uh, I'm looking forward to this game because some people want to take the Cincy side. I'm not. Um, I know Bama's burned me a lot this year, but you don't, get a, you don't go away from Saban. I, I'm not betting against Saban even now after watching that SEC championship, especially now I'm not going against Saban. I know it's a big spread, especially for a playoff game, but we've seen this before. Alabama, they'll come out and blanket them like they did against Michigan State a few years ago. Um, this won't shock me at all. Take Bama, take the spread. Uh, over, under, maybe. Maybe look at the under there. I don't know. Uh, definitely Bama, though. Now, I think we all know where I'm going to go with this one. The big game, Georgia-Michigan. Um, I've already kind of talked about this game a little bit. I think we talked about it last week. But this game matches very well for UGA. It matches up for the dogs very well. What we do on defense and what Michigan does on offense Look, McNamara is a good quarterback, but he's not a dynamic quarterback. He's not Bryce Young where he makes plays with his legs and he's going to make guys open. Um, they run the ball. They run the ball at you. And they can get a little creative in the run game, but but their two running backs and Haskins and Corum, what they do is run the ball right at you. Um, that's what they did against Ohio State. That's what they did against Michigan State. I mean, I'm telling you now that's what Michigan's going to try to do. That's what Jim Harbaugh likes to do. This is their Stanford offense that they ran with Andrew Luck back then with a not-as-good Andrew Luck at quarterback. Um, what does Georgia do against teams like this? Well, let's go look at Kentucky. This is exactly who this team is. Michigan is Kentucky, but better. Michigan is much more talented than Kentucky, but they run the same kind of offense, same kind of defense. Um, the big matchup in this game is whether or not Georgia can run the ball and how Stetson Bennett does at quarterback. It's not going to be, all right, can Georgia slow down their run game? Obviously, that's the big matchup from the Georgia defensive standpoint. Make McNamara beat you. Duh. But from the other side, I don't – if we can run the ball, Stetson's not going to have to do much. And that's how it's always been this entire season. But I got a feeling we might not be able to run the ball as much as we would like to. And we're going to have to take advantage and get the ball out quick to some of our guys to alleviate Ojabu and Hutchinson on their defensive ends. Um, those two guys are elite. They're the best duo in the league, in the country. Um, it is what it is. I mean, Hutchinson was in the Heisman finalist, even though probably should have been Anderson. Um, I, I got a good feeling that you're going to see some two tight end sets in this game. Won't shock me at all to try and chip those guys and take advantage of maybe Michigan's safety not being in that game. Dax, I don't know his last name, but he might be out. Um, 
Harbaugh's kind of alluded to it. Uh, it. It'll be an interesting one. If he's out, then it'll be interesting to see what we do. I, it won't shock me if Bowers has 150 yards this game. Um, that's something that he does. I mean, he's he is our best player when it comes to being that dynamic guy. He's our leading receiver. The kid's just a freak when it comes to a tight end with that speed and that size. Um, it won't shock me if he's the main target for this game. Um, attack those linebackers and that new safety. That won't shock me at all. Um, as getting into my pick, I mean, obviously I'm going to pick us the win. Um, I see this as a probably 10 to like 10 point game. So I'm going to take Georgia in the spread. I mean, I don't love doing that, but I, I, I have more faith in the fact that all the weaknesses that came out of a loss were hammered home. The team got humbled and they're hungry to come out and prove everybody that's picking Michigan right now to win. Um, as Saban would say, rat poison. Um, I, I seem to think that they're kind of pissed off and that they're going to go out there and do their thing. I don't see it as a blowout. I see it as a 10 to 13 point win. Um, low scoring, probably 28, 17, something like that. Like I said, 10 to 13 points is what I would pick. Um, I got the dogs. I got dogs, Bama. We'll get into that eventually. I, I don't even know what to go from there, but yeah, that's my picks. Shouldn't be too shocking from that. Um, I'll run through these next games real quick on Saturday because it is a big day. Uh, give me Arkansas minus two and a half against Penn State. Arkansas is a better team than Penn State. That's just easy to pick. Very, very easy to pick there. Um, Notre Dame, Oklahoma State. This will be one I'm going to have to see who's sitting and who's not. Notre Dame played a lot of really good football there at the end, and Oklahoma State was this close to being in the playoffs, literally this close. They were a tip of the football away from scoring that touchdown there at the end and getting in. So it'll be interesting. I, I need to see who's sitting and who's not. If not, I'm kind of leaning maybe that Notre Dame minus two. Kentucky, Iowa. Spread is minus three. Over-under is 44. Probably just take the under here because both teams just not very good. And if I have to pick a size, give me Kentucky. Iowa's not good. They should not be ranked this. They should not. They had no business being in the Big Ten Championship. Uh, Utah, Ohio, Ohio State in the Rose Bowl believe somebody for Ohio State is sitting out this game, so I'm going Utah. Utah, after seeing what they did to Oregon twice, I'm just not doubting them that they're not going to run all over Ohio State because Ohio State can't play any rush defense. They can't stop anybody running the ball. So give me Utah plus the four. Baylor, Ole Miss, you know, I'm not going to pick a side. I'm just going to take the over at 55 and a half here. Very simple. Um, that's pretty much it. I'm not going to pick this LSU, Kansas State. Not picking that. Um, yeah. I thought that, whatever. Yeah, I'm not picking that game. And then we'll get into, obviously, the national championship next week. Um, hopefully, my predictions come true. And then I'll be in Indianapolis, and we're going to have a good time. Uh yeah, that's that's my picks for the week. Uh, I'll go ahead and give you Cam. Cam, he was picking uh, Alabama, taking riding with Saban as well. Uh, he had the minus 13.5 as well. He is actually picking Michigan plus a 7.5, but not 
for them to win. Um, just to cover, not to win, thinks it's a close game. I think he's thinking this is probably a three-point three point game. Um, that's what he told me. Then for his NFL picks, he's got the Bucks minus 13 and the Cardinals plus six, interestingly enough. Uh, those are Cam's picks. Those are my picks. We're going to wrap this thing up. Guys, I know this year has been interesting with COVID and everything else, but we're, we made it to the end of it. We're through another year of this crap. Um, I'm glad that we're here. Y'all go out and have a good time. If you're listening to this on the podcast, on your ride to wherever you're going, um, have a good time. Pop some champagne. Enjoy who you're with. Enjoy the moment. Um, You don't know if it's going to be your last. I know that's kind of cliche to say, but it's kind of personal for me. So you guys enjoy it. I know I'm going to. Um, I'll be with some friends, and we're we're just going to enjoy being together, watch some football, drink some beer, and you know what? At the end of the day, say goodbye to 2021 and hello 2022. So you guys have a great weekend. You guys have a great time. Um, happy New Year's to everybody. I hope you guys had a great Christmas. I know I know that I did. So love you guys. Thanks for st- sticking with me tonight. We'll be back next week. Hopefully Cam has his voice so we can talk and get through it as we normally do. Uh, until next time, see ya.